trophy defense with some stellar defense. That was the recipe for West Virginia Thursday night against Virginia Tech at Lane Stadium. While the Mountaineers were strong on both sides of the ball, really in all three phases, it was the defense that really made the difference in that 33-10 win over the Hokies. Nick Farrell here on the Golden Blue Nation podcast. We're brought to you by Pritt and Spano, West Virginia's lawyers, your WVLawFirm.com. And it's time to unpack that 23-point victory over the Hokies. No matter how you look at Thursday's outcome, it's pretty clear that West Virginia dominated, even though the Mountaineers didn't really put things out of reach until the fourth quarter. The final score was reflective of how things unfolded in the game. The Mountaineers outgained the Hokies by roughly 200 total yards. They possessed the football for 17 more minutes than their opponent, and they logged 23 more points than the Hokies on the road in a hostile and loud environment. And by the way, that 23-point margin of victory, well, it's West Virginia's third largest in its 30 all-time wins against VT. By the way, Mountaineers now 30, 23, and 1 all-time in this series, one of the most played series in West Virginia football history. A lot that you can point to that helped make the difference in this one. Yeah, WVU controlled the clock using its rushing attack. That's been part of its bread and butter on offense this season. C.J. Donaldson broke the century mark for the second game in a row. Justin Johnson, how about his performance? Rushing for a career-high 83 yards and a key score in the fourth quarter. West Virginia scoring 17 unanswered in that final period to close out the game. Eye-popping rushing tallies coming against a team that only allowed one and a half yards per carry through its first three contests. Though I think we did learn a thing or two about the caliber of opponents West, or sorry, Virginia Tech played in its first three outings this season. The Hokies only gave up 42 rushing yards per game to its first three opponents, and then it played a team that actually could run the football well. Anyway, JT Daniels also solid again at quarterback, 20 for 30, 203 with a touchdown to Sam James in the first half. Meanwhile, Bryce Ford Wheaton, he only had three receptions on eight targets, but it was Caden Prather who was really sharp. He was the leading wideout for the Mountaineers Thursday night. Career-high six grabs for 69 yards for Prather, who's in his sophomore season. He also had 31 yards after catch. Really like the way he's developing and progressing. Daniels needs more targets. He could continue to be a threat for WVU moving forward. But on defense, that's where the Mountaineers really shined, especially in the second half. Virginia Tech only mustered 86 yards of total offense in the final 30 minutes. By my count, 20 different Mountaineers recorded at least one tackle. Linebacker Lee Koba leading the team with six total stops. One guy who didn't make a tackle, well, he still got on the stat sheet in a pretty impactful way. True freshman Jacoby Spells put the game away with that fourth quarter pick six. It was the final touchdown of the night. It deflated Lane Stadium, took all the energy out of the, out of the arena, unless it was from the folks wearing gold and blue who stuck around for that trophy presentation after the game. After the Spells touchdown, a steady progression of fans in maroon and orange heading for the exits and a steady procession of fans in gold and blue trying to get as close to the field as possible to sing country roads after the game. So some good signs for the defense. There was reason to doubt that unit after the 55-42 loss to Kansas in Week 2, but maybe we're going to look back at this matchup on the road against a Power 5 opponent as a potential turning point. Defense helped the Mountaineers improve their record to 2-2 two and two overall, and that also feels extremely important, maybe a turning point moment for this West Virginia team. 
as it continues to write its story in the 2022 season. After starting 0-2, things looked pretty gloomy at that point after that overtime loss to Kansas in a downpour at Milan Pushkar Stadium. Things looked bleak then. Now they look a little bit better. 2-2. Two and two. Yeah, still 0-1 in conference, but with eight league games remaining starting October 1st against Texas, still a lot of opportunities for this Mountaineer team to get to bowl eligibility and beyond. We'll hear from WVU head coach Neil Brown in just a bit, and we'll look ahead to the resumption of Big 12 play and that upcoming matchup with the Longhorns on October 1st. But first, a quick word from our sponsor. Pritt and Spano, West Virginia's lawyers. Unexpected hurdle? Pritt and Spano. Unseen circumstance? Pritt and Spano. Personal injury, criminal law, flash wills, family law. You need a firm that will be with you through it all. Pritt and Spano. Their passionate team will employ their resources and unique perspectives to deliver the most effective representation. When you find yourself in need, turn to those who will fight for you. Pritt and Spano. West Virginia's lawyers. Find them at yourwvlawfirm.com. Nick Farrell here with you as the Golden Blue Nation podcast continues. We're continuing to unpack things from West Virginia's 23-point victory over the Hokies. Back-to-back wins now in the battle for the Black Diamond Trophy for the Mountaineers. We're brought to you, as always, by Pritt and Spano, West Virginia's lawyers, yourwvlawfirm.com. Now let's listen into postgame remarks from Coach Brown following that win over VT. Great win uh, for us. It was, a, it was a complete win. Um, felt great about our preparation coming in. Knew, uh, have a lot of respect for Coach Pry and what he's doing program-wise. Um, and this is one of the toughest venues to come in and play. Um, but I've really felt good. This is something with, that we've been thinking about for a long time once this was going to be a Thursday night game on a short week. Um, thought we played fast tonight. We were really physical. Um, let's start with defense. That's how we play defense here. You know, the, we've had a, we had an aberration a couple weeks ago against Kansas. Credit to them. But that's not how we're going to play defense here. I thought tonight was, was closer. You look at 35 yards rushing. Um, I thought – I thought our D-line uh, was really uh, dominant in the, in the game. Two of 12 on third and fourth downs. Did a much better job getting off the field. Offensively, we controlled the game. Um, offensively, in the first half, I knew we were close. Um, if you think about it, we, we had our first drive. It was short. We had, to, we had to punt there. And then we were really close on a couple touchdowns. We had to set up for a field goal. I thought the drive before half was big. Um, again, that's something, the two-minute stuff that we work a lot. A lot of credit to the O-line because they can rush the passer. thought they gave us time. And then JT and Sam James made a great play there at the end. Um, we're balanced. you know. And when I say control the game, we had the ball for 38 minutes. We ran for over 200, um, passed for over 200. Um, and then special teams, our specialists did a really good job. People don't talk about that. Casey Legg, Grayson did a nice job holding. Casey Legg was perfect on the night. Um, Oliver got one punt off that we didn't protect very well. Credit to him. And I thought we affected their punter. Um, they had a couple bad punts, and he's a great punter. And so I thought we did a nice job affecting. And then Parker Grothouse, I thought he really kicked the ball off well, and our kickoff team was much improved like I expected them to be. That's the victorious Coach Neil Brown speaking after Thursday's win in Blacksburg. Time to wrap things up on this edition of the Golden Blue Nation podcast. Three quick final thoughts. First, Good news for the Black Diamond Trophy. It's going to stay in the University City for the foreseeable future. Ryan Decker had a tweet about this. By the way, you can follow him at Ryan Decker underscore on Twitter. He and Angelica Trinone covered the game at Lane Stadium for us. And Deck makes a great point that I know has been well documented. There currently is not a future meeting between these two teams on the schedule. And with West Virginia's non-conference schedule basically set through 2026, maybe 2027, that means the earliest that these teams could meet 
is 2028 or later, unless they were to meet somehow in a bowl game or a postseason scenario, right? Well, if that's the case, that means the Black Diamond Trophy is going to remain in West Virginia's possession for at least 2,500 more days. And it could potentially be longer because who knows when the next time these two teams are going to meet. Have to imagine that really any non-conference regular season meeting between the Hokies and Mountaineers at this point, probably going to be 8, 10, maybe more years away. But then again... You never know. You never know with the way things have gone in college football over the last few seasons. One other observation. I haven't really shared this anywhere, so I'm just going to share it now because I'm thinking about it. You ever look at a light that you shouldn't? You remember the, the eclipses? What were they? Maybe five years ago, six years ago, where everyone was like, don't look at the sun. Don't look at the sun. It's dangerous for your eyes. Or you just maybe look at a light too long and you... You have that thing in your eye that is like the imprint of the light that just keeps shining. And every time you blink, it's still there, it's still there, it's still there until it fades away. Like when I blink, I see jarring images today of Virginia Tech's awful color combinations. I mean, is there a worse color combo than maroon and orange in college football? Maybe in sports in general, they may have the single worst uniform combination. Like maroon is fine on its own. It's okay, I guess. Orange is fine on its own. I went to a college in Waynesburg University that had orange as a primary color. But when you mix maroon and orange together and try to put them on a football jersey, it just looks terrible. I'm sorry if you're listening to this and you're a Virginia Tech fan, but yeah, wow. Wow. It, it might be the worst color combination in all of college football. Anyway, that's just my two cents. Last thought, speaking of orange, West Virginia is going to take on the burnt orange Texas Longhorns coming up October 1st. Mountaineers get a weekend off on the 24th. They'll be idle. Resume action next Saturday in Austin, Texas, where Neil Brown had an opportunity to win in 2020, but failed to do so. Mountaineers had at least a couple of bad drops in the end zone and lost that game in a one-score contest. Had a chance to win it late, failed to do so. So Coach Brown will go to Texas next weekend, seeking its his first win over the Longhorns. The last time West Virginia beat Texas was, of course, last season at Milan Pushkar Stadium. Last time beating Texas in Austin. The iconic 2018 game where everyone on earth, Will Greer, David Sills, and Gary Jennings were flashing horns down incessantly in Austin after that big, big victory in Dana Holgerson's final year as the head coach of the Mountaineers. We don't know when that game is going to start, by the way. Should be announced sometime this weekend at the very latest on Monday. West Virginia, Texas getting the six-day window treatment from the networks. We'll have the update for you at goldenbluenation.com whenever a start time and network is announced for that game. Regardless of when it begins, we'll get you ready for the action on Mountaineer Game Day. Our live TV pregame show returns to its normal time next Saturday, airing at 10 a.m., on our affiliated Nextdoor stations in West Virginia and Maryland, and at 11 a.m. October 1st on AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh. If you live in West Virginia and have access to one of our Nextdoor affiliates, WBOY in Clarksburg, WTRF in Wheeling, WOWK in Charleston, or WVNS in Beckley, you can also watch the Neil Brown Show on Saturday, October 1st at 9 a.m. Neil Brown Show also airs this Saturday at 9 a.m. We'll have more reaction and highlights from that awesome, awesome Mountaineer victory at Lane Stadium. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast too if you haven't done so already to have future episodes delivered to you. Download the free Golden Blue Nation app to take our award-winning reporting with you wherever you may go. That's a wrap on this edition of the Golden Blue Nation podcast presented by Pritt and Spano, West Virginia's lawyers, yourwvlawfirm.com. I'm Nick Farrell signing off. Talk to you next time on the Golden Blue Nation podcast.